Yeah, bringing you back, bring, bringing you back, Mike, to your no, no, young was, age, looking at Kevin Gates over young. here. Nah, I was a fool. Kevin Gates is smarter this shit together. I didn't give a fuck. I put Kevin. I, I ain't about to say that. <laughs> I ain't got my shit together yet. I'm trying. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Hot Box with Mike Tyson. I'm your co-host, a.k.a. Triple C, Henry Cejudo. I'm Mike Tyson. We got the baddest motherfucker in rap right now, man. Brother Kevin Gates. Gates, brother, how you doing? What's up, man? Come on, let's get a round of applause here. What's up, everybody? What's up? It's Sleepy Mike. What's up, man? Like, I'm just really taking it all in, and thank you for having me. Nah, nigga, we love you, nigga. I love you more. We're fans, we're fans. Where you from? Louisiana. Louisiana, who part? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Baton Rouge. I was in New Orleans with Baby and them from. That's where I started yeah. in New Orleans, but I spent more, relatively more time in Baton Rouge. Yeah, did, did you hook up with Baby and none of them, or Master P and them? I met them, I know yeah. all of them. I met them before. I know you were the young kid when they were doing that yeah, stuff, huh? they older than me. I No shit, yeah they are. Yeah, so Kevin, man, tell us a little bit about your uh, your upbringing, man. How it was uh, growing up in the South? And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you, like this is gonna be a different type of interview because I'm gonna like I'm gonna tell the absolute truth. Yes, tell, me uh, story. tell me about that shit. It's a real racist place, like being in Louisiana, just being down south, period. And I'm still kind of breaking that that stereotype, you know, in my mind. Still kind of breaking, like. It's a barrier. It's an unspoken barrier. So you barrier. look at yourself as an activist? Never. No? The greatest teachers teach without teaching. I don't want to get in, stand at no pool pit and, and, and be like, hey, y'all follow me. Just, just, just look at the way I live my life and judge me based on that. I know. That's not how the way it goes. It doesn't go the way we want it to go. Yeah. And see you, I choose, I'm going to follow him. You can't stop them from following. It's just that way. Yeah. That's a feel, man. No, it's all love. Yeah, I don't want to be no leader. I never wanted to be no big you leader. You no shit. Oh, man, you're, you're already a leader. Yeah, what you going to do? What you going to do? No, I'm from friend. What you going to do? It, it, it's, it's, it's been adorned on you by God. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Are you going to say God made a mistake? Not you're a Muslim, man. I know you know, I know you know better. You're just talking yes, Hollywood stuff. But you know. You, now, you, I'm going to be honest with you, though. That's That's been one of my biggest fears, uh, people following me. Like all my life, I knew I was chosen. I knew. I used to do shit to, to kind of sabotage my path, to sabotage my career. Same thing. I used you. to. I used to sabotage my own career. I would get in my own way to keep from having to carry out this great responsibility that God bestowed upon me. It's called what was it called? Survivor's guilt. You ever heard about that? You heard that survivor's guilt? No, sir. That um, you feel guilty that you made it, and the mother guys of which you didn't make it. They were smarter than you, had more organization than you, but you made it. Right. They had more family than you, more everything, more artillery, more everything than you, but they didn't make it. But it was, but it was set for them to make it. They had everything to make it, and you did, but you made it. Right. Did you have that, Mike? Did you did you feel that, that what he what Kevin was talking about? Oh yeah, when I felt I knew I was special. I used to always think I was Jim Brown and Jim Kelly from Three the Hallway and shit. Yeah. You know, but I was always in my mind, like if somebody picked up me in the street, I'd be scared to run or something. It was always in my mind. And when I had that first fight when the guy killed my pigeon, it was over. 
First time it was, I had to fight four every day. I must have had three, four fights a day. God, is that, is that, is that when? Because I just saw your documentary too on CBS. I did a good job. Is that when you? Is that when you discovered your ability, Mike? Yeah. And so the guys who used to pick on me taught me how to, you know, hit guys, knock guys out, and go in their pockets and get their money. So they, the guys who used to pick on me after I started fighting back, they became my friend. Then they showed me the ropes, how to rob houses, how to pick pockets, snatch chains, and all that stuff. Oh, damn, like that. They all became my friends. <laughs> yeah. How did this unfold for you, Kevin, with with the rap career? Obviously, it took something devastating for Mike, you know, it, you know, somebody killing this pigeon, you know, for him to discover, you know, the sport of boxing. For you as a kid, man, what what what, what brought you into to the rap game? It was an escape for me. And I'm going to say something. I never said this in no interview, no podcast or anything like that. I grew up real, real violent and real aggressive, not because I wanted to be, but I was molested when I was a child. So I had this fear of being vulnerable. So I took all, every kind of martial arts you could take. And I even boxed, I did everything. And I wanted to be the toughest person on earth. But writing and making music was always an escape for me. Like I never had the, like, the nuts to come out and say that. This is my first time saying this today since I've yeah, been. Yeah, but I know, I, know that, I know that route too. Why do you think I became the meanest motherfucker on the planet? Somebody did something to me. Yes, sir. And I didn't want it to happen again. So I became this guy. Yeah. Take it to the furthest extent. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's my that's my story. That's that's the But real it deal. was really it was really everything that I did, even like people say, like Kevin Gacy this killer, I'm not. I'm not. But the reason I speak about it now, cause I just released a mixtape like maybe maybe a few months ago, and guys walk up to me in the gym like bodybuilders and just hug me and cry and be like, man, I went through the same shit you went through. Like, keep doing what you're doing. So I'm like, I guess I'm on the right yeah, path. Yeah, you're really prolific out there in the music world, man. I mean, when we first heard it, so who's that? That's Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates, I thought you have a fancy rap name, like King Shabazz or something. <laughs> it's Kevin Gates. Playing old Kevin. It's all good. Yeah, so you've you've had a lot, you know. Looking up your story, man, you've uh, you know you're you're Muslim too. On uh, yes, alhamdulillah. Yeah, the, devoted. I, as much as I can. Yeah, as much be. as you can. I guess I you know, for everybody. You know what I'm saying, Mike? Like he's uh, he's in the game, and it's uh. God just wants him to say, you know, what I mean, he's in control. You know, God just Allah just wants him to know that he follows Allah. Allah just wants to love him. That's all. Allah knows what we do before we were even born. He knew we were gonna do what we we're gonna do. What we, we did. We will be judged by the intentions of our heart and our heart alone. But we try. We do well. We do good. You're not fighting with no one, are you? No. No other rapper or anything, are you? <laughs> I don't involve myself in that. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> kill you. Yeah. How How would you describe your uh, How would you describe yourself as an artist, Kevin? Right now. Yeah. Of course. Or or maybe from then to now. I'm living in absolute truth right now. Like, I'm naked right now. I'm free. This is free, Kevin. Tell me about your sales. How was your sales in the album? I never paid attention to my sales. Well, we got your tape, okay? The new joint. I never paid attention. I don't even get lost in sales. No? It's about this. What you do for love? It got to come from the heart. The money gonna come. As long as the dope good, it's gonna always sell itself. I just want everything. I just want the sales. I want everything. I'm such a glutton. 
You named a lot of He's your, uh, you know, you, obviously you have two kids, man. Tell us about, uh, tell no, us I, about that. I have four kids. You got four, four kids, kids, all right. Okay, but you have you named a couple albums or a couple uh, song names after your kids, right? I, well, the um, album that I just dropped, the first album I dropped was Isla, mm -hmm. and I named that after my daughter. And the album that I'm about to drop now is named Kaza, after my son. Oh, and the names are so different, man. Well, they both they both Arabic names. Yeah. Like Isla, it's like to to critique, to make better, and like a like a epiphany, a great awakening. And my daughter did all of those things for me. And then Kaza, it means like powerful, like a great treasure. Yeah, and that's what he is to me. How do you how do you feel like that with your kids, Mike? You know, obviously you've had, Mike's got seven kids. My kids? Yeah, that's interesting. I'm gonna catch up. I have to be very careful with my kids because I forget sometimes I'm me and um, I forget that I'm Mike Tyson, that guy, the overpowering father and stuff. So I got to be very gentle with them because they may take it personal. Yeah, because I do remember yeah. I, I do remember yesterday we were talking, Mike, and it's like with Mike because, you know, he's such a public figure that, uh, you know, he, he walks on the street and people, you know, people surround him. And what happens, and I, I, I was very heartfelt yesterday when Mike was saying is that his kids... You know, it's because it happens to me every once in a while. But, the, like, his kids are kind of like they leave and everybody else is like, there. he's like, why are you guys leaving, man? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, they, they're not used to all these people. They don't want to be with me. They don't want to be all these people. It just, right. it just it just don't rub them well. They feel isolated. They don't feel like they're part of me. Right. Yeah, and that's not that's not a good feeling. Do you ever do you ever feel like that as a, as a public figure, man? Like, having... Well, working on this album right now, I've been traveling everywhere. And just working wherever I go, like I'm an energy person. I'm not trying to sound like a tree hugger or anything like that, but I'm an energy person. If the energy good, I'm there. And I've been away from my children, and sometimes I feel like, man, I'm a bad father because I'm away from my children. That's the hardest thing for me is being away from my children. I don't like that either. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like because I didn't have a father growing up, so I, you know, just. I was always locked up, so I never saw my family much when I was a kid. Yeah, man. Talk, uh, talk to us a little bit about, because uh, you, you don't only, I mean, you've been dabbling on it. You have a blueberry farm. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, wait, You mean like the fruit blueberries? Yeah, like That's blueberries. That's what it sounds like. I'm talking about they look like grapes. Really? They big. What and did I, you do to make them look like grapes? We just love the land. Yeah? We love the land is, you know, it's the energy that we put into the land. But what, what was it about? Do you, do you have that entrepreneur spirit? Like you want? Do you are you are you trying to dabble into everything? Not really. It's just really been by following my heart lately. Cause like I didn't got caught up in the fame shit already. I didn't got caught up in Instagram. I just reactivated my page from having it. I was gone off Instagram for like six months, and I just I wanted to know me. I wanted to be free all the way in its entirety. And we didn't even know that we was gonna do what we did with the farm, that was just our dream. And I was incarcerated at the time and Drika purchased the farm. And when she purchased the farm, I was like, man, it was just flat land and a puddle. It, the lake wasn't even dug out yet. Yeah. And then it, it was already a blueberry farm, but nobody had loved on the land. Yeah. And it just turned into something amazing. like. 
even with us having camels and alpacas, man, what nigga do you know with camels? <laughs> no, I don't know no nigga with camels. Like, Unless he's in fucking Saudi Arabia or Egypt somewhere. What nigga do you know with camels? Tell me about the, do they spit? I was on a camel once in Egypt, but they just wasn't fun. Nah, they don't spit. They kind of more, the closest thing I could relate it to is like having a dog, but they yeah, super smart. Really? They see something three times, it's law with them. I'm going to go to Seattle and see my horses. I bought some horses. I just came from Seattle. I yeah. caught a flight from Seattle to come here. That's where I've been at. Yeah, so Kevin, it, it almost work. seems like, man, how, it's almost, it almost seems like this pandemic. Like, you went on a kind of soul search, and I, I feel like I get that vibe from you, man, these last... Uh, this was, was, was the pandemic the best thing was, that could happen was, to you? This was before the pandemic, but the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, because you went from a 310 pounds. and I was 310 Damn, pounds. Yeah, I know. I look up and say, who's that? You say, that's me. Yeah, that's, that's the old <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> and what, what, what do you weigh now? Maybe 205, 210. I don't know. So you just I got rid know. of a human off you, dude. You know what I'm saying? That's 315 pounds, dude. 310 pounds. I mean, uh, 110 pounds. How was, how was it for you, Mike, to get all that weight, to uh, get all that weight off? It was beautiful. How big did you get, Mike? What's three, the biggest you ever gotten? I don't know, three ten, three fifteen. Have you had the opportunity to meet to meet some of your idols, man? Have you, have you had a chance to collaborate with Lil Wayne? You know? Yeah, we've worked together. Yeah, Birdman, all those dudes. Yeah, we've worked together also. Yeah, yeah. I really worked with everybody that Nicki um, Minaj, you know. No, I never worked with her. Yeah, that would be cool, huh? Yeah, it would be. Come on, Kevin, we gotta show someone you're fucking thin, baby. Um, I work out to that cartel swag. Get some, get some thin stuff, baby. Kevin Gates, Cartel Swag. That's what I work out to right now. Man, you, you know what I'm really curious about, man? Like, really tugs at me? Is, you know, the the faith, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I noticed you put, a, you know, there's Arabic in your music. Pretty, pretty much everything is Arabic in it. Like, and those, the Arabic that you hear me speaking, those are prayers. Like, prayers, like surahs. Like, they come from the Quran. Yeah. Like, you can relate, right, Mike? Big time. What, what was it with you, Mike, that sparked you? And uh, were you raised Muslim, Mike, or was it something that? Uh... No, it's all my friends were. All my friends they used to rob and hustle with was Muslims and stuff. Muslim fiber centers back in the seventies. Yeah, your big uh, man, your legend, your idol man, Ali. Yeah, Ali was a. Game it's just changer, who I am, man. though. It's just who I am. More than the religion, it's just who I am. What's what's next, Kevin? What's next for you, man? What's what's next on the horizon? You want me to be honest with you? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I'm on the right path. I tell my wife that all the time. So my wife, my wife said, "Listen, so um, sometimes we have um, we're 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 enterprise now, you know. Now I'm a corporate guy, so every now and then we have." People that say, hey, Mike, I want to invest in you and do this. And I, and what do you want to do? And I would say, if someone has a billion dollars, they say, hey, Mike, here, what do you want to do? I would say, I don't know, nothing. I don't know. Nothing, right? And, and my wife gets mad because I say, whatever I want, it just comes to me. I don't go out and get it. It comes to me. Store of my life. You know what I mean? I, That's say, the, I, don't, I don't know what loud, I want. It just comes, me. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. Listen, it just comes to me. Whatever I, I want, I get. Yeah, I don't want to talk about. Rub it loud. Rub it loud of me. I don't want to talk. About Whatever. I, that's crazy. Yeah, but I also think too sometimes, Mike, because you probably already imagine it in your head. You just don't plan it like the normal human, no, like listen, the normal person probably would. So this is what I do now. When it comes to me, 
I give it right to my wife. My wife knows what to do with the money. See, I don't. I feel uncomfortable taking right. money and stuff. But then one of my friends said, if you don't take money from a friend, or take favors from a friend, then you're not really a friend. So I have to take money to, to make this guy believe I'm his friend. It's just I don't like that whole stuff. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to accept to accept things from people because in my mind, I'm always, what's going to come behind this? I just feel, I just feel emotionally a, in a, debt. Like, it's a pride thing with me. Like, I don't, the worst thing I could do is ask somebody for something. Yeah. Even if I really need help, I got to really swallow my pride and ask for help. No, but I think it's important what Mike said. Yeah, you have I to. Think, you, I think it's like. If you, if you can't accept from a friend, then you're really not a friend. That hurt me. I, I, knew, I wanted to have a way. I wanted to use pride too. But when my friend said, "How can you be my friend if you won't accept a friend, a friend's deed?" And then he, I said, "Well, you're right." Yeah, it's almost like this. Like true humbleness is not somebody that boasts about his success or he's got you know go. You know what I'm saying? Like a true humbleness is somebody that asks for help, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Like true humbleness is somebody that's 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 honest. Would you, would you say, Mike? Like that's hey, listen, right, um, I'm weak, man. I need help, or you know what I'm saying? I don't look humble, at that like humble. humble. Nah, humble. No, that ain't humble. You just a motherfucker that need help. I look at humble as when you can be a legend and you great. And like when Rudyard Kipling said in that poem, if if you could walk amongst kings but not lose the commoner's touch, then you will be a man, my son. That's, you don't think it's important, serious. That's humble. that's that's what I look at as being humble, like. You know, I go walk on water right now, but a hater will probably say it's only because I can't swim. But I'm super humble. I try because all I can do is try my best. So that's what I look at as being humble. Like not bragging and boasting on myself. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm humble. I carry myself in humility. That's why I don't have to have 50 bodyguards because I know how to stand and greet a man whenever he walk in the room. Well, I give most of my money to Cherry because I just can't be humble. I just got to talk some shit. Yeah, hey, you got to turn up. <laughs> I take some gotta shit. Turn I give up. a lot of charity and stuff. No, but, but I, that's I what I say. So be, and, you got to turn up. And, 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 well, let's break it down okay. then. Being it's humble just means being you. Way, you know, I be saying, well, how do I do this? I'm sorry, God. You got to turn up. Way. He knows what I'm doing. He knows I'm, so I'm being entertained. I'm entertaining people. I don't really mean this shit. Yeah, you got to turn up sometime, though. But when you do, Mike... You gotta turn up. Sells a hundred thousand tickets, right? <laughs> you gotta turn up sometime. Yeah, man. You, you have any good memories with Mike, man? Watching him back? Uh, did you did you watch Mike back in the? You're 35, right? 20 years young. He was. I was 20 years old when he was born. Yeah, I watched Mike. I you were born in '86, '87, huh? That girl in the audience, she gonna take him home and do all kind of nasty things to him, so long as they call him champ. That's when you had fought on um, Mitch Green, I think. Oh, God, Mitch Green is so sick. Listen, he's a born-again Christian now. He's a minister now. No way. Hell yeah, yeah. crazy motherfucker. I, wa I watched, you know, my grandmother used to, she, my grandmother a gangster. Yeah. My grandmother a real gangster. So she was, that's how I got introduced to Oh, she was, she, uh, yeah, so I got she introduced to my, yeah. my grandmother. She, yeah, he fighting, baby, and he Muslim. Look, he going all the way on the ground with it. Do you do you still keep in contact with some people that you fought? Do you still keep in contact with uh, Larry Holmes or anybody like that you fought, Mike? No, I guess um, I guess um, work hard and take care of my family. That's my only purpose in life. Yeah, but I'm saying like no, like in the box community, do you ever do you ever cross paths with these guys? Do you guys still I, if, like, I, if I ever if I ever which I never do, if I ever go to a boxing match, I may see some people. Yeah, the guys that I, I fight with, they're, they're not in my circles now. They don't very few, if any. I've ever seen they don't hang around where I, where I do what I have to do at. Yeah, because it's almost like, I don't know if the, sometimes I don't know if the rivalries, because I just retired, I don't know if the rivalries just exist 
for like, will they exist forever? Do you think like there's, you may not like somebody, but you got to respect them. Anybody that's ever fought you, anybody that you've ever fought, Mike, you respect. Listen, um, if yeah, I see yeah, somebody so. I fought, and most of them not doing that good, I will fight Jim 10. I, if I have money, I break them off. You know, anybody doesn't do well. You know, I'm very, I'm just a really, I'm just a dick that's lucky. You know what I mean? I'm blessed. Yeah. You blessed. <laughs> lucky. Mike. I'm just a dick I went that route. I made, I had that <laughs> 400 million. I blew it. Right, mother. It took around eleven years to do it, though. But I blew it. It can be done, nigga. You can blow a billion dollars in like two days, a month. Trust me, you can I blow know. some money, nigga. And then after you lose that billion dollars, um, the the world said that's all you got. The world can take it all. That's all you got—a billion dollars. It looks at you and laugh. Yeah. No, we blew a billion dollars in the world. That's all you got. Right. We about to make, commit suicide. <laughs> that's all. No You've done some pretty crazy things with your stuff. Uh, it, it probably took you a minute to kind of, you know, mature, right? As a, you said you're a different rapper than you are than you were then. Yeah, I'm way different. Like how how I'm, much different have you, uh, have you been these last five, six years? I'm gonna say I'm I'm super interesting, but the shit that I do most rappers don't do. Like I get up at four thirty in the morning to go jogging and go work out. Like before I came here, I worked out because that's my therapy. So I work out, I go hiking, I do shit that most rappers ain't gonna do. I don't drink, I don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? I like going fuck off and try different types of coffees. I'm a cheeseburger fanatic. I love to go try <laughs> like different types of cheeseburgers oh, yeah. and shit. What kind of shit? You got this cheeseburger and shit. Remember the cheeseburger on television <laughs> yeah, back yeah. in the day? And yeah. then I like to get fly. I just, you know, I don't know what it is. I like to get fly and just go places, just by myself and just fuck off. I do shit most rappers don't do. Yeah. You got so bitches, you, you, man. Hmm? You got a bunch of bitches, don't you? Right now? You got a bunch of bitches. <laughs> nah, mate. I've had some. No, they never go away. Once you got them, they're there forever. Well, yeah, you know. You just I, have to want them. I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm so blessed that anything I touch is going to, you know, it's a life-altering oh, experience. It's all beautiful. I know it must be beautiful, brother, to be young. It's a life-altering, it's a life-changing experience. Yeah, bringing you back, bring, bringing you back, Mike, to your no, no, young age, a, looking at Kevin Gates over young. here. Nah, I was a fool. Kevin Gates was smart, got his shit together. I didn't give a fuck. I bought a Kevin. I bought. I ain't about to say that. No, I, I ain't got my shit together yet. No, nigga, bought me. I bought a lot of cars. Damn man. I don't know. I'd just be a cheater if I gave you the money, and you ain't give me the same experience that I gave you. <laughs> Cause I changed your life. Oh, you man, never I had an orgasm before you came around me, and I done did all this shit for you and gave you the money. Listen, when I was doing that stuff, we can't even talk about that stuff on the camera now. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't bless your soul, and you just gonna just take my money. Like, no, yeah. you should pay me. Like, I don't know. I'm enlighten their souls. The enlightened soul. That's called fucking that's Kevin Gates. Jiggle, right? Fucking Kevin Gates. You listen to me all day coming up here. This is yeah. the closest to God you're going to ever be. Like I agree. I agree. You're the image of God in, the, in human form, brother. You think uh, You think TikTok has uh, has influenced a lot of you guys' music? Your music in particular? You think it's, you think it's helped? Everything I that's know this is going to sound crazy. I'm not even on social media. At all. That shit is depressing. Because you, you, once you look at what other people are doing, I compare my real life to their highlight reel. 
And then I started making comparisons, and comparisons is the killer of all joy. So every day I wake up, I try to find my gratitude. I don't give a fuck what's going on on social media. I'm verified in the streets. See, I don't know how to turn it on. Only thing I know how to do is turn it on. I don't know how to work the computer. <laughs> Gotta spell shit. I can't spell shit. Yeah. All that bullshit. Yeah. You, you don't get on there and look at your Instagram every once in a while? Well, I get somebody to look at it for me to turn, get on there and put yeah. it on. So what's up, man? Who you be seeing around there? What kind of hot chicks you see in the rap world? I don't see nobody, to be honest. None of them, none, none of them fucking bitches look the fuckable. You got to tell me that. I don't see nobody. I'm dead serious. I don't do rapper shit. Like, I don't even go to clubs. What the fuck you do, nigga? You do a... You just, um... You expose the, the life, the, the elements, man? What do you do? You just... I don't know. It's just, like, the way that I live, like, coming up... When you done been in the streets... You're not gonna, even no matter how famous you get, you still gonna back the car in everywhere you go. You still gonna make sure you sit in the corner, every restaurant by the exit. You never really get to enjoy life. So this is really my first time enjoying life. Really? That's it. Being free. A gentleman like you, free a state of mind. A gentleman like you should have people around you, securing you. You know, your friends. I know they don't have to be bodyguards to be your friends. The only thing you need is a pair of eyes. I'm gonna go with God. Uh, I pay more attention when I'm by myself. Oh boy. Yeah. Do you, you like you like being you like being like solo? You like yeah, spending I love time? It. Yeah. I have fun by myself. Yeah. I go shopping, I do all the normal shit. I just don't ever go to clubs and shit unless I'm getting paid to go to a show. I'm always well, I'm always by myself and I'm always going to girls' houses and shit. I don't want nobody to know. So I always used to hang out by myself. I done did that shit too, but that shit be draining. Yeah, <laughs> My yeah. skin, like, my skin got, before I start practicing semen retention, my skin got to looking great. But I notice when I don't release, like, say if I do have sex with a woman, I will have sex up until the point of release, but I hold back. And I notice that I'm stronger and everything. I'm mentally sharper and everything. Yeah. It's just like when a woman, after I give my life force to this woman, I don't have no energy. I'm draining. She getting up cooking and manifesting all the shit she want in her life. And I'm stuck with gray skin. Gray skin? I never had gray skin. What about you? <laughs> no. I just feel drained. You know what I'm saying? Then you got to go in the shower and do it again. But it's something about after them 90 days you ain't released. Yeah, you're not coming back too quick. You immortal. Yeah, how, how, how do you find that balance, Mike? How do you find that balance in your, uh, in your life, Mike? Kids, wife. I'm pretty much of a slave to them. Because if, if you ask my kids what daddy do, well, they know now, but if they were five years old, they said, what did daddy do? Daddy works for mommy. That's what they think. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. Children, my children will say the same thing. Yeah, that's cool, man. Because my, my wife really runs the show. Yeah. Because that's how they see who the boss is. Even the dog listens to my wife and follows my wife because she dictates the house. Yeah. I don't got no, I don't want to deal with that shit, bills and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, that, that's mostly how I am as far as with business and everything. I'll let my wife deal yeah. with everything because I ain't got for time. That shit. I ain't got time. Oh, I'm just not in it. I'm, my energy not there. He'll talk to them people. And, yeah, fuck. I'm understand when someone, hey, Mike, we got 100 million. What we going to do? I'll talk to her. <laughs> I'm serious. Somebody help me 100 million right now. Hey, she knows. Yeah. I don't know what the so fuck do you do. do you almost think it's a compatibility, Mike? What? Like you almost have to be sometimes you may like somebody, but doesn't mean you want to be with that person. 
that's going to be meant for you for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? W would you say it's compatibility? I'll be with them for the rest of my life and we're not intimate? No, no. What I'm saying is you, you think sometimes, you know, we may lust over a person, right? Uh -huh. you, know, you may like somebody. It may look good. But deep down inside, man, you know, that, that apple is rotten. You know what I'm saying? I think um, relationships have a lot to do with um, criteria. You know, like if you ever look at this um, movie, a short movie called The Science of Love, we really don't know why we fall in love. There's no science of why we fall in love. There's no, nothing that can show. If you can see our hearts, we look at a person, and next thing you know, some people pull, some people pull, and then sometimes your heart, you see something that goes like this. It's what your eyes see, but it's just you have no control over it. The power of love. I kind of, to touch on what you said about compatibility, sometimes, well, I could say, as me, I fuck, I was going to say men, but I'm going to say me. I go in a relationship for the wrong reasons. And I mean the wrong reasons, like if I know this person's solid and she going to be there for me if I ever go to jail. So really, that's a fear making me stay in this relationship. And she might be an amazing person, but I know that if I go back to jail, I know you're going to run. You're going to hold it down. The horse legs ain't never broke. You got me. But then again, like like I say, now that I've been doing a lot of soul searching and just seeing what it is that I really want, you look at this person in a different light. So you fall in love with them all over again or you grow apart. People either grow together or they grow apart. And from what I notice about relationships, it got to be worked on every day. It's not the man's fault. It's not the woman's fault. It's just... We got to communicate. And my biggest thing was I'm not a communicator. As a man, I expect you to just know. And I That's wasn't going to work. Yeah, I wasn't asserting myself as a man, which a woman wants you to assert yourself as a man. And, baby, look, this is what we going to do. I wasn't communicating. You see that, you see that nigga here today, Jesse Lee? Yeah. Now, if he would say that, my daughter, he's really thinking my daughter would really hurt him. Yeah. If he said the woman got to obey the man and yeah. we're from God. Oh, no, man. you ain't got to obey me. But I, when I say assert myself as a man as far as baby, oh, this is no. what we doing. Exactly. Yeah. This other guy was just fucking out of his fucking mind. He was cool, though. It takes communication. Like, not, it's not a dictatorship, but it takes communication. A lot of um, respect. Yeah. What is it? Relationships are interesting. But either we're going to grow together or we're going to grow apart. And my happiness comes first. Because if I'm not happy, I can't make my children happy. If me and my wife have an argument, my children going to feel it. That it's gonna be tension all throughout the household, so we gonna have to start being friends, best friends again. We gonna have to do fifty first dates all over again. I think that's the move with Adam Sandler until we yeah, figure and, this shit and out. Drew Barrymore yeah. or whoever it is. But listen, sometimes it's good just to um, go your separate ways. Yeah, and then you realize why you love that person, or what it is that you miss about that person, or what makes that person so amazing. Because yeah. when you seeing some shit every day, that shit could get boring. Unless y'all making it, y'all point to spice the relationship up and keep it spicy. I never get bored of my wife. It's my wife sometimes talks too much shit. <laughs> I never get bored. Sometimes yeah. she needs this, hey, cool, it's all right, I'm sorry. She I like to be challenged too, though. I like that. That's like having a tiger that could talk like, oh, bitch, I like when you get aggressive with me. You was going to kill me in my sleep. <laughs> it's sadistic. Yeah. Kevin Gates got some sadistic yeah. shit. I like going all that. I like when a woman. You ever, you ever slept with a knife, Mike? Huh? You ever slept with a knife? No, I, I don't. I don't associate with people like that. No. I have to go, I go to sleep with one eye open. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Gonna happen anyway.
I'm not living like that. So nobody wants to hurt me. Everybody wants to love me. Right. Too much love. Make me want to relapse. That, did that mushroom kick in, Mike? No. Um, I yeah. did not expect this podcast to go like this. What happened? Nothing. This is I, a good podcast. What's the world? <laughs> you know how you come in with kind of like expectations? Yeah, no, this nah, is, man. This, this is, is, this is everyday money. I'm like, right, this nigga's just thugging. Hey, listen. This we, is everyday we Mike. We get money and we get high here, Kev. Yeah. This is what... This is what <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do, Kevin. Yeah, man. So, Kevin, tell me something. How do you, how do you follow your kids? Do you take them out and shit? I do everything with them. Everything. Yeah, they come here with you? They not here right now because they got school. So, they doing school like on a computer, like Zoom. I think you actually get But my you son. You go to class like once a week. Huh? My son go to Mecca. My son go to Saudi with me. My son and pray to Medina with me. They go wherever I go. They go to Morocco with me. They go to Mexico with me. They go everywhere. My son need to see that the way that I treat men and the way that I conduct myself in public because he's a hands-on learner. He learned from experience. He don't learn from me telling him what to do because I never learned from nobody telling me what to do. I'm a visual person. I got to see it. Yeah, Kevin, this has been very interesting. I just saw you say, was, were you speaking Arabic right now? Yeah, that or I'm, I'm real high, Mike. No, you're going to get higher in a moment. This nigga. Damn, Mike, Mike, you can do more shrooms than anybody I've ever met, dude. Can you you guys think can you get the Guinness Book of World Records and uh No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna bring that home with me. Be hanging out my motherfucker. What is colder than chocolate? Yeah, good shit, nigga. Make shit's good, Kevin. Stop that shit, nigga. You take oh, cool. it. You sure, nigga? I promise. I'm the designated driver. <laughs> Oh no, I can't drive with this shit. <laughs> I'm driving the car. <laughs> I'm the designated driver. This so would you ever do anything any like celebrity boxing dude? Would you ever box somebody and uh No. No. What's your take on that? I saw I saw you hitting the mitts in the what, in the music video. How did that fight fucking um Chris Rock? No, man, I like Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I like Chris Rock. What's what's one celebrity fight you'd like to see? Celebrity fight? Yeah. If you had to pick two celebrities. Or or, or who would you like to see maybe Kevin Gates with? Duking it out. I don't think Gates fight no motherfucking body, nigga. I don't even like the fight. Yeah, Mac. Macs don't fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. It's a beautiful battle. Mm. I am so high. Man, Kevin Gates, you got any last words, man? Kevin, man, you wanna... there's a bunch of 100 million motherfuckers looking at you, so you should say some shit. Maybe you want to sell something. Nah, Tell them how much you love Allah. Anything, nigga. It's, it's, this has been an experience. Like, when I first came, I thought we was going to talk about how you did, you know, mushrooms, how you did the toad, how you did Aya. We could have talked about that. You should have told me. We could have talked about that. But I, I wanted to let you lead. I, you might ain't want to talk I about did. this I right now. Dig, right? I did the motherfucking toad, right? Yeah, I watched the interview where you I'm talked. I've never been the same. This, listen, I, That's what I thought we was going to come in here and talk no, no, about. Nigga, you know nigga, what I'm right, nigga. All right, now listen. I did the toad. I was a fucking 110 pounds overweight. Yeah, like right? that's, that's what got me... Focus when Whoa. you got to talk about the Native American medicine. Whoa. I was like, I did the toad. I went back to. I, I was found like, out what, he might know. I found something. out what led up to me. He might know something. You see all your ancestors, and you find out. You said, "Wow, this all led up to me." It's beyond my um, comprehension. I can't really, really even articulate it. 
beyond my thinking. Yeah, and then I was watching a, the interview where you was talking about uh, ayahuasca. Yeah, ayahuasca got me violent. I didn't like that high. Yeah. But um, I stick with the shrooms and the toes. I got a question. When you did ayahuasca, did you do it in ceremony? Like I, with I, a chief? Or did you just do it? We did it with some rich motherfuckers, and I think I went in there with the negative shit and yeah. and um Yeah. I just fucked the party up. I'm not gonna say which thing, but my experience with plant medicine was I didn't wanna do no man made drugs no more. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I ain't wanna do no man made drugs. That's all God See, did that, make That's what I medicine. thought we was about to talk about, because I watched the one where you was talking about the toad. Oh, listen, I say, the toad changed my shit. life. Nigga, listen, I did the toad. I've been retired from boxing for 15 years. I do the toad. Next thing you know, I'm in fighting the nigga, and I'm Sir, breaking the, and I broke the record me. of the year. I broke. I made all the money that whole year. Nobody made money, more money than me that year. And I just did the fucking toad. Next thing I know, mm -hmm. I'm fighting somebody. And then, like, when you were saying how it destroyed the ego. Oh, kept listening, right? Just know one thing. If you don't got an ego, man, we ain't nobody. I feel right. like that. We need our ego. People say ego's the enemy. Just it might be, but we thing. need it. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. He's enlightened, brother. Matter of fact, Redwood, don't you got a couple of boxes of this stuff, don't you? I love you so kindly. You're just a kind man. Very giving as well. So what's going on here, man? Who else you did um, collabs with? I don't work with almost everybody in the industry, but I mean, I don't look at that as an accolade. I don't. Like you, Cabo, you know you done been there. That shit don't matter after you cross over. What 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 you what have made you feel that you have accomplished a form of your goal? What what what, what part of this um, part of your job of rapping you feel you um, accomplish your goal? Um, I was sitting. I was sitting. I was goal. sitting in the studio session the other day, and one of my ANRs was like, "You know, you number three globally on YouTube," and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "That's amazing!" And it's like the whole my whole life I was trying to get to this point and get there and get there and get there. I'm working so hard to get there. I don't know where there is, and then it was like the place I was trying to get, I was already there. I just seen one, I hate to even say who it was. I'm not going to say who it was, but I just seen a, a brother that's very dear to me in the rap game, and he turned up. But when I seen him, I was like, I don't want to trade places with you. Like, I don't. Like I can dig it. You know, I don't want to trade places with you. It's like I was always trying to get there, but I was already there. And it's like my whole life is making comparisons like, I don't know. I'm real competitive. You have to be. I'm competitive and have to. Be. Even this, like I look at, I look at when I'm about to make an album. I'm looking at it like I'm training for a fight. I work out every day. It's a no, fight. It yeah, is no cigs, no alcohol, fight. no nothing. I like I'm. I, it's like I'm training for a fight, and I feel like if you making an album and you not scared, and you ain't got butterflies in your stomach and you not scared, then you not putting everything into it. Yeah, that's what they say in fighting. If you're not scared, it's, it's time to stop fighting. You know? Next time, whenever you go in the ring, you don't have that fear, it's time to give it up. You're big on that, Mike. Yeah. What, do you think, what do you think that is, Mike? What? God gives us fear to protect ourselves. But it feel good when you face it. You oh, you have to face it and understand that it's just... Um, it's just another part of... 
It's just an another part of emotion, that's what right? It is. Fear is an illusion. That's what it is. No, but what you say is it's another part of uh, of an emo it's an emotion that we have to accept too. Fear? Yeah. We have to embrace it. We have to embrace it. For me, I like fear because it keep me sharp. It keep me polished. And it's like it keep me, it's what's gonna make me push myself to that extra, that extra point. If you if you train hard, then the fight gonna be easy. You know. If I if I prepared like for this album, I'd put everything into it. I'm really ready to rap because I put everything into it. Blood, sweat, and tears. If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. That's old school. What advice would you give uh, Kevin Gates here, man? What advice would you just give him? Never man? stop believing in yourself. Those ever the power of belief is just unbearable, in, impregnable. Power of belief. Confidence breeds success, and success breeds confidence. Confidence applied properly <clears throat> with a path of genius. It's not like the belief. It's real shit. Right. Yeah. I'm only here because I believe. Really, I just believe this shit. Right. I was, oh shit, nigga, in debt on a fucking, I have fucking like $60 million of tax debt. Yeah. Got out of that shit. Got into this shit. You had, you had you, where did this money come from? You know, I, you know, and I just that's why I don't accept it. And I give it away because you know I don't deserve this shit. Nobody really deserves that kind of money. Yeah, give me a break. How do you? How would you feel if I have you had three hundred million and he's your friend? He don't got anything. Is that really um? Is that, that really enterprise? You think that's where a lot of you bring that up a lot, Mike. You think that's where a lot of your your money you you gave a lot of money away on Mike. Yeah, yeah. And what happened? Look what happened. It came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much? I'm humble. I want to be able to. What the fuck happened? It came back. Right. Every time. You know. So I'm. I've tried to stay humble all the time. My wife keeps me humble, but you know. Sometimes you gotta talk that shit to yourself. Sometimes when I'm in the, sometimes when I'm, when you know, when I'm at the house, sometimes I'm, hey, bitch, we having too much of this shit. Sometimes you gotta tell yourself that. Sometimes you gotta turn up sometimes. It's cool to be humble, like I'm very humble, but sometimes I gotta give myself a pat on the back and let myself know, hey, hey, Gates, bitch, we did it. Cause I'm my own best friend, and maybe this come from doing a lot of time, juvenile detention to, to adult jail, shit like that, I'm always by myself. So sometimes I like to pat myself on the back and tell myself, hey, bitch, we did it. We having too much of this shit, man. But that's your illusion, you're never by yourself. Right. You know right now somebody, somebody's telling what, what you're saying right now, you some, something's telling you to say that. You yes, know, sir. You're not by yourself. Yes, sir, yes, something sir. told you to say yes, sir. You're not by yourself. Yes, sir. Like, you know, when I go to psychiatrists, they say, do you hear voices? I want to say, yeah, bitch, I hear voices. But if you say that, the bitch goes to all those people with the white jacket, and you're going to be fucked up. <laughs> but, you know, you hear voices. And we oh, I'm so I can't. I can't. I can't tell you. Man, I do hear voices, but I can't tell you I hear all voices. All geniuses I, talk to themselves. Yeah, um, all geniuses talk to themselves. Yeah, they like talking to smart people. That's why. Right. All geniuses <laughs> talk to themselves. But, Most of the problems yeah. that I done figured out, they came from me talking to myself and figuring yeah, it out. Yeah. I tell my wife, why are you talking to yourself? I like to talk to smart people, okay? 
All genius. All geniuses talk to My kids, you talk to yourself. My kids are freaked out. You talk to yourself. Fucking right. Fucking right. And that's how I got you all this shit talking to myself. I'm loud in the bathroom. Who you talking to, man? It's just me. Yeah. It's just a bullshit. My kids out. My whole house is fucked up. My but kids, they didn't got used to it though. Cause I walk talk around to talking to myself. Dad, so you talk to my kids. You talk to yourself. Get away from me. Sometimes when I'm running on the treadmill, I'm running on the treadmill doing a full speed sprint. I'd be like, "Come here, bitch! Don't you run from me!" And it just, oh, it shit. just that's what motivate me to keep going. So it's oh, just. God, my kids, Daddy, you talk to yourself. They run from me. Hey. You have full blown out conversations, oh, Mike, with shit. yourself, dude. I just, I used to, I like, I like talking to intelligent people. You ever play out scenarios, huh? like how you think things may go? Or no, I listen. I'm deep in that. I know how it's gonna go. <laughs> I don't even go to no scenario. No, this is I, how it's gonna I go. I ain't want to say it like that, but <laughs> I already be knowing. Like, listen, right? This is the deal. When I'm on shrooms, right? I'm. The worst thing for me to do is be on shrooms alone. But when you get on shrooms alone, it fucks with you. It tells you a whole bunch. builds up your confidence. It builds you. It makes you cool. You feel like God. And then they say, hey, remember you did that thing to some, such and such before? How, what do you think about that? You think that was really nice? And you say, whoa, what's that about? Hey, remember you did that to such and such? And then they you know, fucking you get the guilt trip on you. Like, oh, my God. I'm running my wife. Hey, baby, 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 come back. Come yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that... She don't like me to do that. Baby, I'm sorry. I did shrooms and it's fucking with me. But that's <laughs> balance. That's balance. That's balance. Them shrooms will start getting my confidence up in the day, then bring back the shit I used to do. The bad thing, hey, why you do this? Like you think that was cool? <laughs> no, but you think that's a you think that's a bad thing, Mike? No, I think I think um uh what the word I wanted to use, I think this I think it's such an an evolving moment in my life, dealing with who I am and not being ashamed of who I am. Right. That's been my whole journey. Not being afraid of nothing. Yeah. He's just free, Mike. Yeah, it's just uh You don't you don't belong to a party. Yeah, I, how can I not be? I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm everything. How can I not be in a party? Yeah. I'm here on Earth. I, I'm, I'm politics. People up, look, the black community. We are politics. How can you not be in politics? Your existence is politics. Yeah. No, it is. Our existence mm -hmm. are politics. On what somebody say, this is our lifestyle now. So you have to be a politic. You have to. You are. You are born a politic. Well, you have any uh, special words, Kevin Gates, to say for Mike? Nah, I enjoyed it. It will fly. I'm just on these shrooms, and I'm feeling so beautiful. I ain't feeling <laughs> what to do. Nah, I got what I needed to get. It's beautiful. Success breeds confidence. Confidence breeds success. Like I just said when I first came here, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I'm on the right path. I just know that I know. As long as you know what to stay away from, that's really, that's the real. I f all things in moderation. Some things can't be done in moderation. Like what? Heroin. Nah, it's that you know, dog. No, but I don't play that. That's, that's something somebody made everything in moderation. That's bullshit. Wow, that's you can't do dog. heroin in moderation. You can't but, do coke in moderation. But it was medicine at one time. Because we abused it. It was, heroin was medicine at one time. We abused it. They sold it at the local drug yeah. stores. They were abused in the 20s, turn of the century. All that stuff, Coca-Cola, that's what it was known for, having Coke in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 
Why are you talking? Why are you laughing, nigga? <laughs> Dude, those things are strong, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking on Mount Olympus right now. <laughs> ah, this is beautiful. Oh, man. You guys just watched an episode of Hot Box, and I am your co-host, Triple C, a.k.a. Henry Cejudo. I'm Mike Tyson, and we had a great guest. Kevin Gates. Mr. Gates. Uh, we're out. Thank <laughs> you.